3: share shot radio time, and typically you would be getting Hockey Talk with Patrick O'Dowd and David Ongar. And to pull the curtain back, you were going to get Hockey Talk this past Tuesday, but I have to offer my profound apologies to one Dr. Kyle Moores as he jumped in to fill in for Dave for Hockey Talk, and we recorded this podcast, and it was a really good podcast and conversation. But Patrick messed up, and his audio was so terrible that that podcast, frankly, could not be used. It was not of the quality that I, that I wanted to put out there, and I, like I tried to save it through what limited technology I have. I even called tech support, Uh, who is on the line with me today. Actually, I am joined by uh, Mr. Ray Cash, the Reverend himself. He tried to help, and, and it couldn't be done, right, bro? It just couldn't be done. And so before we get into what we are going to do today, I want to publicly, on this podcast, on Chair Shot Radio today, apologize to Kyle. Because Kyle, you brought it. You were awesome. It was as good a conversation as I've had about hockey with Dave or anybody else. And I feel truly horrible that we couldn't make it work. And so I hope you will not hold this against me and will come back uh, and do a three-man booth with myself and Dave. I also hope you accept my Twitter apology because that's the only way I know how to reach out to you. And so check your DMs. I slid into your DMs uh, at the time of this recording And uh, please, 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 I'm very, very sorry. As I mentioned, I am joined by Ray Cash uh, for something a little different, an idea that I had. But before we get to what that idea is, I'd like to just say, Ray, how you doing? And thanks for pinch hitting last, 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 last second for me today.
2: That's what I'm here for, man. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Always good to be on. And if it makes you feel any better. Just blame it on the fact that uh Kyle's a hurricanes fan
3: you know I I would but he was so de- self-deprecating over over the hurricanes and like the pain of being a fan of the canes that I, yeah. I just I, I couldn't I can't I can't put that on it was on me like this was completely on me it was a poor decision on my part to go forward with a podcast I should have known better and tried to make it work and failed so I, I will completely own that uh,
2: if you're an OG fan of the edge There have been many shows where that has happened to us. So this is just second nature. Like The the fact that we do consistent stuff on a regular daily, weekly basis is amazing considering the technology that we end up having to use. So, yeah, you know. And if that didn't get messed up, we wouldn't have a chance to use your brand new, spanking, fantastically cool new idea.
3: Absolutely. And let's talk about that idea because this was something that – Came to mind as I was joking with you. I was literally in the shower trying to think about okay, if this podcast doesn't work and we can't salvage it, what can I do in a pinch that would work? And I and as anybody who listens to Bandwagon Nerds knows, I love a good list show. I love we, we do projects all that we call them projects on the Bandwagon, and we'll do all these great listicle shows, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I got to thinking about doing a similar list show. And, I, and it started with, well, maybe I'll just do like a top five favorite X, Y, and Z, and that'll be chair shot. And then I was like, well, what if we did a top five, if we took a topic and we did a top five of that topic, but then also juxtaposed it with a worst five in the same topic. And so I was like, I need to bounce this off a couple of people to see what they think. And I started with uh, Ray Cash and Greg DeMarco uh, Ray was like, I think that was a terrific idea. I don't think I'm stealing anything from you. And Greg no. supported it as well. And he was like, I don't even know. Like that might be a show on its own. It might not necessarily need to be a CSR. And I said, What well, the great thing about ChairShot Radio is we can sandbox it. We can fiddle with it a little bit. And that'll be that'll be how we we see how it works and see how it goes. And so we're calling this the five by five. And what we're going to do this week for our topic, we are going to do our five, our top five, since it is the holiday slash Christmas season, we are going to do our top five best slash favorite Christmas specials and juxtapose that with what we think are the five worst Christmas and holiday specials. And I can tell you right now that from my five worst, it will not be without controversy and
2: yeah right same same same
3: and so i'm very excited to do this the format we're going to run with today is we are going to basically trade off our lists, and so we will start with number five in our like of worst specials and do our number five worst after we share our, our number five worst and why. Then we'll go into our number five best and why. And we'll do that all the way until we get to our number three worst. After our number three worst, we'll take a quick commercial break. And then we will come back and finish out the list. And that will be the first ever five by five. So congratulations, folks. You're catching our pilot. Uh, I'm really excited to do that. But before we get into those lists, we are going to immediately run to our first commercial break cuz that's what I like to do here on the chair pay the shot bills, radio. Baby. I do, got to pay the bills. So we will catch you on the flip side in 1 minute and 16 seconds. You are listening to Chair Shot Radio here on the Chair Shot Radio network, a part of the chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
0: go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot
2: the chair always use your head
3: all right welcome back everyone and let, we're going to jump right in. We're going to get right to it. I'm so excited to, to do this. I'm, I'm really stoked about this idea. And Ray, I'm going to take the liberty of going first in this, in this sure. pilot, this day, it's, huge. Your baby. it's, go ahead. it's my baby. I, I want to go first. And like I said, we're going to start with our number five, worst Christmas special. And I am jumping out with a controversial one right out the gate because my number five is what many consider a holiday treasure and classic and that is Will Ferrell's classic movie Elf. Wow! I can't <laughs> stand this movie. I think it is cheesy. I think it is overproduced. I think it is desperate. I hate Will Ferrell as a character. I hate the quote-unquote magic he brings. I I vehemently dislike this film. I think it is. I don't think it's well made. I think the story is dumb, and. Yeah, I know that there's a ton of people out in there that love it. Uh, I don't care for Zoe Deschanel. Ray is pointing at himself. So, and, and here's my hope. I joked about this before we recorded. Maybe it pops up on Ray's top five list, and that'll be hilarious when it comes up, because I I can't stand it. I don't like it. And for me, that hmm. is my number five worst Christmas special.
2: I am instantly regretting.
3: Being on the show Yeah! <laughs> Welcome
2: to the pilot Um, no I Look, I get it. it Elf ends up being In my opinion, a lot more controversial Than it should, but hey To each their own My number five, I would believe Is as equally Controversial Because one could say That it is the Pentomit Christmas movie of all time And that is Ralphie himself, A Christmas Story.
3: Oh, snap. Uh, Why?
2: Now, Now, I think it is a fantastically decent movie. The reason it's on this list is because it is in no way, or should be in no way, the movie we associate with Christmas. At one point, all the Turner stations would play A Christmas Story for 24 hours on Christmas Eve and Christmas. It is not that good of a movie. And just, fact, just because of the fact that it's overhyped, because of the fact that it's overshown, and just because of the fact that this movie was made in, what, 84? Yep. Something like that? Something 83, 84? That, yeah. 30 years since then. We've had almost 40 years. We've had so many much better movies that should be consistently associated with Christmas. That this is still the movie, it blows my mind. It's got to be on the bad list for me.
3: Oh wow I will tell you this My good friend David Ungar Is going to be coming after us hot The next time <laughs> Or coming For after both you of them? Hot. Nah, No nah, I don't know about Elf Tony will come after me over Elf Because I do believe he really likes Elf if I, if I remember correctly But Dave loves him some Christmas stories So alright So let's juxtapose that We're going to go to the other side In my top 5 My number 5 favorite Holiday special of all time This comes from my childhood It's a 19... 80, I don't remember the year that it came out, uh, but it was from the 80s. It used to play on HBO uh, every year, and I used to get so excited about it. It was Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and it was produced by Jim mm. Henson, the Jim Henson Company. It's based on a book of the same name, and it is a retelling of The Gift of the Magi uh, with this small um, woodland creature town, and Emmett Otter and his mother um, uh, live. Uh, they're very, very poor. Uh, And they make ends meet by doing odd jobs around the town. And Emmett wants desperately to get his mother something valuable for Christmas. And she wants the same. And so they both enter a musician contest and sacrifice the other's most prized odd job item in an effort to win a contest to get them a nice Christmas gift. It is a beautiful little story. Like I said, it's a retelling of The Gift of the Magi. Um, It's very sweet. um, And is also the reason why we have the Riverbottom Nightmare Band, which in in, in, in and of its Mm. own right is worth checking out. And so that's my number five. Emma Donner's Jug Band Christmas.
2: Knowing you the way that I do, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the only Jim Henson movie on your list.
3: It's the only one on my list.
2: Really, no Muppets. Okay, nope. (laughs) Muppets Christmas Carol isn't a bad movie.
3: It's not at all. I watch it every year.
2: Um, uh, so real quick. So as of recording this, uh, the day that this comes out, uh, Hanukkah would have ended the day before. I just want to give a quick um, shout out to all those who celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah blessings to
3: all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes, and go check the Rugrats special on Hanukkah. It's fantastic. You want to give a little love to other cultures besides Christmas. My number five. I am curious if you've seen this or not. You may have seen the original movie, but I don't think you've seen the second movie. But there is, you know, it's terrible that movies are considered black movies when they're just movies, but this would be considered a black movie. Um, There was a movie made in the nineties called the best man with Tay Diggs, Morris Chestnut, Terrence Howard. Well, the sequel to that movie was The Best Man Holiday. I believe it came out in 2017. About 20 years from that period. Um, Go ahead.
3: I've heard of it. I've never seen it.
2: Okay. Um, Well, first and foremost, if you've seen The Best Man, instantly you're transfixed in these characters. But The Best Man Holiday, uh, essentially essentially the best man is, Morris Chestnut is a football player who's about to go to the league, and uh, who's in the league and is about to get married. Um, his best friend is Tay Diggs, who is a writer, and Tay Diggs comes out with a book that tells all their business from from college, and he slept with uh, Morris Chestnut's wife before they were together, and all around that. Anyway, fantastic movie. Best Man Holiday though is one of those movies that if you don't cry, you're either a tough son of a bitch or you either don't have emotions. Because, and I don't want to give it away because it's such a beautifully constructed movie. So many fun moments in the movie. So many um, tin pole moments in the movie. Um, if if you don't love "Can You Stand the Rain" by New Edition, you will love it because of this movie. Really fun, really good, and it is it is centered around Christmas and a Christmas maybe not so much miracle, but. It's a fantastic movie, really good, really underrated. I even think Rotten Tomatoes has it like super high. Right. Uh, But yeah, I would would venture those who haven't seen it, if you're willing to try something new, The Best Man Holiday, fantastic movie. Uh, That is my number five best.
3: Excellent. Wonderful choice. I'll have to check it out and add it to the list of specials that I watch. Heading back over to the other side of the list, we're going into our worst, my number four. How the Grinch Stole Christmas starring Jim Carrey. Starring Jim Carrey, the live action version. I set you up beautifully on that, by the way. I love how that went. That movie is an overwrought... Here's the thing. How the Grinch Stole Christmas should not be built for anything more than a half-hour animated special that exists voiced by Boris Karloff. The book itself doesn't have enough room to lend itself to an hour and a half to two hour movie. Now, the Benedict Cumberbatch animated one is better, but still has the most recent one. Yes, but it still has to like add stuff to the story in order to make it work. And that's the ultimate Mm -hmm. thing that bothers me the most out of watching one Jim Carrey just overdo it and, and not in a good way. And two, it's just bloated. And it's boring and it's not a fun, it's not a fun movie to watch. And so for me, easily on my number four worst as my number four out of this, this worst holiday specials list, Ray Cash, I turn it to you.
2: You got me. You did get me. Um, But I mean, Jim Carrey is a comedic genius, but he has never been one who's not known for overdoing it. It's true. It um, does have some
3: stinkers out there.
2: My number four is maybe another shocker for some people. Some people some people are listening to this and they're like ready to cut us off. <laughs> Just, right, right, right. We haven't even got halfway through this. Um, my number four is The Night Before Christmas. Tim Burton.
3: Oh, The Nightmare Before Christmas.
2: Nightmare Before Christmas, yes. Um, again, not a bad movie. But I would see to you that this movie came out as I was a child. And this movie scared the holy hell out of me. (laughs) And Christmas movies should not be scary. Christmas movies should be fun and inviting. And there is, as you get older, a kind of a a, a macabre beauty to it. But that shit creepy as hell, bro. Right. This movie is creepy as hell. And uh, I was not prepared for such movie as a young four or five-year-old. So that has never left my mind. Henceforth, this is not a movie I enjoy.
3: Very, very, I, you know it's interesting. That movie kind of drags a little bit uh, in the middle. Like it has this really strong opening, but then like in the middle part, it really does slow down quite a bit and um, doesn't necessarily capture things until we pa- pick up at the end when he's actually trying to deliver a Santa Claus. So I uh, I hear that. But that's one Tim
2: Burton, though. Same thing with right. James and the Giant Peach.
3: Yeah, drags in the There's middle. There's a stretch in the
2: middle where it's like,
3: eh. right. So I I hear that. My number four best is a classic easily a classic and that is the stop motion animation rankin and bass treasure rudolph the red-nosed reindeer this one holds a lot with me personally with my mother uh because my love of the holiday season and holiday specials really comes from my mom and the last four the, the rest of my top four like that's really going to be what it is it's going to be um stuff that I I spent time with my mother with. And and I just, I've loved that story. I don't care if people think that it's, you know, I I don't know. I've heard all kinds of criticisms about how it doesn't age well. And yes, there's, you know, things like telling the women to wait and this is man's work stuff. And I get that it's a product of its time. Believe me, I got one higher on my list that's even worse of a product of its time. So, but I still, I can't, I can't quit it. If if that if that makes sense. But Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, my number four amongst best holiday specials of all time.
2: Isn't I can't quit isn't I can't quit it. Isn't that a a, uh, that's a, Mountain. a phrase from Brokeback Back Mountain, yeah. Yep. I was about to say yep. I can't quit you. Um my number three, my number four best, right? Yep. Gremlins baby?
3: We just watched that the other day. It's on HBO Max so right good. now.
2: It's so good. It's so good. First and foremost, I used to be called Gizmo as a kid because I was kind of mischievous like that uh, when I was a kid. Um, You know, I think you agree with this wholeheartedly, but maybe less than I do, but I don't think that every movie needs to be Laurence
3: Olivier-esque
2: acting, right? Gremlins is perfect for what it is. It is a campy comedy horror Centered around the beauties of giving gifts at Christmas, and it plays into all of that. It is such a fun movie to watch. Um, Gremlins two gets a little more scary. Gremlins one them, I don't think gets to the terrifying yeah, I did, I, portion. I, I
3: disagree entirely. I think Gremlins is way. Gremlins darker. Is more scary than two. Gremlins two is the one where they take over the cable video or the cable company mm-hmm. and like has like the group has like the goofy like crazy gremlin like. The only thing that I found mm-hmm. a little scary out of Gremlins 2, the new batch was the spider, spike, uh the 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 spider one. Like that mutation exactly. gremlin is a little scary, but like stripe as a kid. Stripe, Gremlins, this is a true story. I have a minor phobia that people think is weird. I don't like to walk down dark streets with Christmas lights where like all the houses are, like when it's quiet because of the scene in the original gremlins movie where they all show up as a horde in the empty downtown area i was a little kid mm-hmm. and that terrified me and that yeah. ambiance is what i i the, the gremlins one is much like the creatures are much more menacing they're much more deadly in my opinion like there's so like cuz in gremlins 2 you've got like the girl sexy gremlin you yeah. that you've got like the like i said you got the goofy crazy one um, you right and you're right. Electric, I would agree. The electric one, like they're still the bad guys, uh, but it's just it to me. It was it was always Gremlins one was way darker and thinking,
2: scarier. Thinking about it, thinking about it, I think you're right. I think the reason I think that in my mind is because Gremlins one never felt like it had real stakes to me though. It just felt like chaos. They didn't feel like real stakes. Gremlins two had real stakes. They were trying to kill Gizmo.
3: Well, they they um yeah they don't try to kill Gizmo. They do try to like reap. They did they, they, gremlins. I mean, it's based out of you know World War II legends uh, of American machinery breaking down in, in like Japan mm. and things like, Never that. About like that. Yeah, if you listen to Mister Futterman, he talks about like gremlins in, in the plane from WWII and how they keep sending them over and ruining mm. stuff. And that's where that comes out of. It's mildly racist in nature. So, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So, we're going to go into our number threes, uh, our number three worst. And I'm going to go to the animated side of things this time with what I think will be surprising to you. But as a child of the 80s, I consumed everything He Man. And the He Man and She Ra hour long Christmas special is one of the worst pieces of animation I've ever watched in my life. The special is dumb. It, you know, as a kid. I, I watched it because it was He-Man. So bad. So, so bad. That's really all I'm going to say about that.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that existed. It I does. Would I, I would say I would watch it, DVD. but I don't want to.
3: Don't. Nope. It's an hour long. Skeletor discovers the Christmas spirit. Like, for for oh like an episode, God. it's bad. It's bad.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh thing with worse. My number three is End with all due respect they tried they tried very hard but home alone 3 is not a good movie
3: no no
2: and they tried so hard and shout out to i believe Scarlett Johansson i believe this is her first movie okay uh i think so she was cuz uh, she was i believe she was a kid and she was the big sister in this movie it is not a good movie it's not now i will give credit for this movie for one thing some of the booby traps are clever as hell nice but the movie is not good and it only hurts sequels are really hit or miss right we know that we cover this every every monday on the bandwagon uh yeah following one and two and then you don't bring back kevin like what are you doing so it just it's not i mean it's not a good movie the poor kid it's cute but he isn't macaulay culkin cute it has to live the legacy of what home alone and macaulay did the first two movies It's just it just doesn't hit, and it's a shame.
3: Well, I mean, here's the thing: Did you know that there are actually five Home Alone movies, not counting the one that Disney Plus put out there? There are two more. There's two more. We don't know about. There are no. You can get them as a box set on Amazon.com. So let that stick in your brain a little bit as we get ready to head to our commercial break here. Um, But yeah, there's five Home Alones, not counting the Disney Plus special that just came. Out.
2: So is it like the Marine 17 with like the yeah, Miz? I, I, and I, I'm going to be Rick honest, I've never, watched,
3: I've never watched a Home Alone past two. So I've never seen three, four, or five. But if you really want to, they're out there. All right, wow. folks, we are at the halfway point of our first pilot run of the 5x5. Five five. We're going to take our second commercial break. Before we get to our recorded commercials, though, it is my job to remind you that if you love what we do here at thechairshot.com, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in one of our many shirt options available. I a little birdie tells me there's some new designs coming that are going to be very, very exciting. I had a hand in one of them. So I'm, I'm thrilled. And once I know that those are official, we'll, we'll talk about them there. Otherwise you can still get some great stuff like hashtag journalism, save tag team wrestling. Everybody hates Craig. any number of our logos, and even some of our shows, including bandwagon nerds, where you hear Ray and I basically every Monday, though, we, we kind of float in and out. Like the, the attendance is, is rotating, if you will, as it is $19.99 a shirt. If you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style. Once again, that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, Ray and I will wrap up the five by five, starting with our number three greatest holiday special of all time. Eight, seven, six. All right, welcome back, everyone. And we are jumping right back into the five by five. We are at our number three best holiday special of all time. And this is the last animated special on my list. My number mm. three is a Charlie Brown Christmas. And oh, yeah. as again, much like Rudolph, this is something I watch with my mom all the time, I love Charles Schultz and I loved the Charlie Brown. Um, character i identified with him as somebody you know and i think everybody identifies with charlie brown on some level of just things just don't go your way it's just not in the cards for you and between him and peter parker as a kid those were two characters that as a young boy i i felt and saw myself in those characters and a charlie brown christmas where things work for him at the end is great and it's such a simple yes it's a it's a very overtly christian story but it's, it's so simple. It's so beautiful. There's no real plot. Like if you go, there's no real plot. It's a Bible verse and a quest to get a Christmas tree. And that's it. And it's about, you know, and, and again, it's really about like the togetherness and being with your loved ones and your friends during a, during the holiday season. I love it. And um, it's one of the last specials I watch as I, as I burn through Christmas stuff uh, every year. Uh, I usually watch it on Christmas Day. So that's my number three.
2: don't think that gets the love it should because we we know so uh so much we think so much about uh it's a great pumpkin charlie brown right and so i feel like that gets lost by the wayside but it's a fantastic special i give you that my number three though you're going to disagree with me because it was your number five
3: (laughs) so that would be elf
2: yes i think i hear i I hear your criticism i
3: That's why we have these
2: shows. Yes, exactly. And I'm a Will Ferrell fan. I understand. It can be too much. I get it. I get it. But there is something beautiful about seeing a grown man with the wide-eyed bewilderment of a child. Simply about one thing, and that's Christmas. Christmas is, by nature, an overtly Christian um, holiday. But what Elf does allows to see the other side of of Christmas, which is just the the, the beauty of a child believing in something bigger than themselves, right? Because Santa essentially is something bigger than all of us. And so I think Elf is such a beautiful movie in that regard. Um, And I think it's even made more beautiful by the fact that there were other grown men, just like in real life, trying to take away his bewilderment. And his happiness and his joy. Uh, Elf is Elf may be to me the most one of the most clever movies Will Ferrell's ever done, and it really isn't a comedy to me. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I get that he's wild and he's a grown man. You know the scenes of him with his at his dad's house, you know, being too tall and sitting on his dad. I get all that. It's really not funny to me. It's really kind of just the drama sure um but no I, I think it's a fantastic movie and I when I think of Christmas I I immediately think of that's one of the movies I think of and I, I and that's the main thing to me
3: So you should check out if you haven't already on Netflix the movies that made us the Christmas the holiday movies that made us because they have a very in-depth documentary about the making of elf and some of the things that they ran into in just trying to get that thing put together. Uh, particularly around rights with Rankin and Bass, and the fact that James Con didn't get it, and like, and it was a lot of work to get James Con on board with with what they were trying to do. This moves us over into our number two. This is another animated uh, feature for me. It is another Rankin and Bass um, stop motion animation special, uh, but this one goes a little is a bit more underground. So Rankin and Bass really made its hay making holiday specials. With these stop motion animation things. And there's all kinds of classic ones that people love. Year Without a Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and so on and so forth. They made some stinkers. And this one here is a stinker. It's Pinocchio's Christmas. Cool.
1: And <laughs>
3: I don't know if you've ever seen it. But it's basically it's basically the story of Pinocchio centered around Christmas. Where he just makes terrible decisions left and right. Uh, and there's this like weird, sinister, fox-like character. It's just dumb. It's bad. And it's one of those, they stick it on as a special feature on like another movie. And I had to go look it up because I wanted to make sure I got the title right. Um, but it was like a special feature underneath my copy of, uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. It's a, it's a, it's a special added feature to my copy of how the Grinch stole Christmas. They're like, here, watch this too. So I'll sucker me. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's rough.
2: So is it like the old B sides on forty fives when it's like the they, it's they, like the
3: D side, like not the B <laughs> side, like it's like the D side, like it's not good.
2: Legit question. Jiminy Cricket is both in a Christmas Carol or have whatever the Scrooge story, whichever you whatever you call it. No, the Cricket and on the
3: Hearth. It's not Jiminy Cricket. At least I don't think it is.
2: It's a, it's a cricket. It's, there, I thought it was Jiminy.
3: There is a cricket. I don't think it's Jiminy. Jiminy was made up by Walt Disney when he made the movie Pinocchio. Like he just gave it a name.
2: Okay. Okay. So maybe that's what it is.
3: Okay. It's, it's like the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Jim, or not Jim Henson. Walt Disney made up the names of the Seven Dwarfs. They didn't actually have names until Walt Disney made the movie.
2: Well, you know, I live in a disney world, sir. So. There you
3: go. <laughs> All right. What's your number two okay. worst?
2: I don't really have a lot to say about it because it's not a good movie, but I just like I said with my, with my third worst, uh, sequels don't do well often, and the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, hmm. with Tim Allen and yep. God bless Martin him, Short. I love him with all my heart, Martin Short, it's not a good movie. You know Sometimes keep getting them checks is not a good thing.
3: It, there's a lot of really favorite. That movie is very rushed and hastily put together. You can tell that. Um, I would be disingenuous if I didn't say I watch it every year because I, yeah, I have the trilogy. So you got to watch all three. Like, you don't, you don't skip one, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. But the it's,
2: first, it's, but the first two are good. And the yeah. first two have a heart to them. The third one's just like, yeah, we needed to make a third. So let's I mean, make a third.
3: Yeah. They went commercial like all the way went commercial. So that's That is a very fair number two. Uh, my number two best. This is the this is another one of the ones where I say it's a product of its time. Uh, it's the Irving Berlin musical classic Holiday Inn, starring Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. And this movie was made in the 1940s. Uh, it is the film that gives us White Christmas. Contrary to what a lot not of people that, believe, yeah. the movie White Christmas did not give us the song White Christmas. It was Holiday Inn, and the basic premise is that Ben Crosby is an entertainer who gets tired of the grind and decides that he wants to open a farm in Connecticut, but he has a nervous breakdown trying to run a farm in Connecticut because he's a city guy who has no idea how to do it. So he decides to turn his farm into an inn where people come and it's open holidays only uh, with, a, with performers. And it's very, very cleverly done the movie is centered around the performances at the end based on these holidays and, and it's kind of neat. And it has a totally racist blackface routine in the middle of it when they celebrate Abraham Lincoln. Cause this movie was made in 1942 and vaudeville was still a thing and white actors played all the roles. And so horribly racist scene, like we're talking like there's a, there's a Jigaboo character in, yeah. in the scene. Like, it is not good. And AMC, when they air the movie, like, they edit out the Abraham Lincoln thing, rightfully so. Uh, and it does serve a plot purpose in that he, um, he is trying to hide his love interest from Fred Astaire, who's trying to steal her. But it's, it's woof, woof. woof. But the rest of the musical is quite good. And it, it is one of my favorites. And again, something I watched with my mom.
2: Oh, well, see, I was going to make a joke, but because you brought your mom into it, I can't make a joke now.
3: No, you can make the joke. It's fine.
2: I was, was going to say, hey, yeah, guys. So, you know, except for that massively blatant racist part of the movie, it's great. Yeah. It is.
3: like I, And I can't yeah. even defend it. Like, I won't try to defend it. It's not good. It's wrong. But for me, you know, again, it's the music. It's what gave us White Christmas. It's what gave us yeah. so much more. So. And
2: those three people you named, Irving Berlin, Bing Crosby, and Fred Astaire, legend. So I, I'm with you.
3: Absolutely. You're number two, sir.
2: You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch.
3: Okay. The the cartoon, I'm hoping.
2: Yes, the cartoon, the original. Because this is going believe- to get
3: really awkward if you were like, Jim Carrey's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, no, I, I do believe that. Call me crazy. But I know we've had Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph and all these other uh, very known characters around Christmas. I think the number one character in the history of Christmas lore that's not Santa Claus is the Grinch. Because I think the Grinch is the perfect example of what Christmas means. He hated it. He hated everything. His heart was too small. He couldn't love. And all he needed to do was just buy in and allow himself to 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 join in the festivities. It's just a, it's such a beautiful movie. It's hilarious, first and foremost. When he oh, steals yeah. Max all these the presents. dog. yep, yeah, oh, the poor dog. <laughs>
3: my dad, my father, loves Max. Like that's his favorite his favorite character. So, yes, I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, you can't argue against the Grinch. That's that's one. That's a seminal classic. It's it's terrific.
2: By the way, Max is one of the redeeming qualities of the new, uh, cartoon. The with, Benedict uh,
3: Cumberbatch one, yeah,
2: yeah. Max I actually,
3: is I actually didn't mind that one as much. Like, man, and the little O he loves it a lot. Like, we went and saw it at the theater, had a great time. So, it's it's much more solid than than my number four, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All right, my number one worst holiday special. Another Rankin and Bass stop motion animation feature Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July folks this is when the stop motion thing completely jumped the shark it is a two hour long movie of Rudolph and Frosty trying to save a circus run by a cowgirl voiced by Ethel Merman it's Something it's something and again it's one of those stuck on a DVD underneath other stuff and and actually in in this one it's its own DVD because it's so long that they didn't stick anything else stick anything else on there watch it once never watch it again Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July
2: I mean You know, just ignorantly thinking here, why would a snowman be in July? I know Frosty had magical powers, but let's be real.
3: Well, he was given he was given magical powers to help the he was given the magic to stay not melted for a period of time. And there like there's all this like corrupting the innocence of Rudolph. There's an evil reindeer involved, like there's all (laughs) kinds of weird shit. Like it is it is something. (laughs) So, yes, that's, okay. my, that's my number one. What is your number one worst Christmas special?
2: My number one worst Christmas special is maybe the best movie we've mentioned of all the movies. But it's number one worst because it's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard. Yes! I agree with you.
3: I didn't put it on the list because Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I am with you.
2: That it, That's... That, again, that's the only impetus. It is a fantastic movie. One of the best... It should go. It's in the time capsule. It's one of the best movies you'll ever watch. But it's not a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie is not a movie that takes place during Christmas. Thank Christmas you. A Christmas movie is a movie that is involved... Gremlins is a Christmas movie because Gizmo was a Christmas gift. Thank you. You know what I mean? So just because Die Hard takes place on December 24th and 25th does not make it a Christmas movie. And because of the arguments... The, this is, this is one of those arguments up there with is a hot dog, a sandwich, and stuff like that. It, no, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And henceforth, here on the 5x5 five five pilot, we are ending the discussion.
3: I, I concur 1,000%. And that's all I'm going to say about that. It's not a Christmas movie. Time for our number ones. Wrap up our first ever 5x5. Five five. My number one... Is the 1951 British version of A Christmas Carol starring Alastair Sim. Now, this is another special that is near and dear to my heart, another one that I used to watch with my mother. It is the very last Christmas movie I watch every year, period. Always the last one. And it is beautifully acted. It is the most in keeping with the dark, gothic nature of A Christmas Carol written by Dickens. It's not a beautiful, happy book. Like, if you ever read A Christmas Carol, it is mm-hmm. not. It is a reflection of the times in London and the plight of the poor and the exceedingly wealthy. Odd. Sort of familiar to what's going on now. And this 1951 version does nothing to hide from that. And it's it's wonderful. I, I love it and I watch it every year. And it used to air on our local CBS. And they would time it to when Midnight Struck that was when scrooge woke up for christmas day and so it was very it was very cleverly done and they don't do it anymore uh but that yeah i love it i think it's beautiful i think it's just a beautifully done film and is worth watching and in fact i need to update it to a a blu-ray or digital version uh so that you just have cleaner picture and better sound so that is my number one I cede the floor to you, Ray, for any thoughts you have about that, and then you're number one.
2: Great movie. Great movie. So many great movie, great characters, great book. Dickens was a genius. Um, anytime you, you see these movies or these stories where a ghost kind of makes a person relive their livelihoods, it comes from this. Um, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's fantastic. And, uh, again, Scrooge is one of those characters you associate with Christmas. In fact, Humbug is a part of my daily vernacular.
3: (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. All right. So what's your number one? You're going to wrap up the first ever five by five. So let's hear it.
2: I appreciate the honor, sir. Um, I am very much a child of my generation I was born in 1988, henceforth I am a late 80s baby, sir, but I am a child of the 90s. And the biggest movie of the 90s involving Christmas is Home Alone. Yeah. It is everything that a child would want to see. Everything.
3: I I was there. I saw it in the theater. I yeah. remember it with my dad and my little brother. So it's,
2: it's just it's so fun. It 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 shows why that kid was a multimillionaire by the time he was twelve. Right. It <laughs> this also, show, it also
3: shows why he his life was ruined by the time he was fifteen.
2: What a hundred percent. By the way, so we don't have to talk about the movie necessarily because everybody knows what it is. It's fantastic. It's great. It's classic. Whatever. The most fascinating thing to me is, and I'm sure there's been like articles about this. What did the daddy do to have that big of a damn house with all them kids?
3: Yeah. I know all those know. kids weren't his, but. Investment. Banker. Forward, that's that's what I was he saying. Was... He was in, in junk bonds. He was doing something shady. Uh we'll, we'll we'll never know. Chris Columbus, by the way, as the director, just has always been so great with children and, and helping them with acting. And you just you see it. Or is that John Hughes? Did John Hughes do Home Alone? I think it was Chris Columbus. Well,
2: no.
3: Right. I think it was Chris Columbus. John Hughes was involved and handed it over to Chris Columbus. Another movie that did one and
0: two,
3: right? Another movie, by the way, that is uh available, um, or uh, has is a part of that uh, movies that made us uh, holiday uh, series, uh, and talks about the making of Home Alone and how that transitioned from a John Hughes movie to a Chris Columbus movie. So, excellent, excellent choice, and a solid go around for our first ever five by five. We've done this once and I've already thought I want to do it differently next time. I think next time I do want to just, I want to split the show in half. Do the first half be the worst and the second half be the best and wrap it that way. But this is what we use Chair Shot Radio for sometimes, folks, is to kind of sandbox and see how we like a show, see how we like an idea and see how it works. So I hope you enjoyed this edition of Chair Shot Radio with us. Before we go, Ray, tell everybody where they can find you out there in the universe.
2: To your point, real quick, uh, the new revamped Battlelands What If came from a random shot Radio with me and Mags. We did yeah. What If, and we were like, oh, this should be a show. Um, so with that being said, of course, you can find me at It's Ray Cash. That's R-E-Y as in Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in Dollars. And of course, uh, I'm a member of Bandwagon at Bandwagon Nerds. I'm a member of Badlands at Bad, Bad, Badlands Pod. I am one of the hosts of uh, Outsiders Edge at Outsiders Edge CS. And you can catch a boy every Friday morning on uh, our version of Cherry Shot Radio. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you, man.
3: Excellent. Thank you once again for jumping on this impromptu podcast and helping me out. I really, I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, And I hope that uh, everybody out there also enjoyed listening to to this run through uh, and. You know, we appreciate any feedback. Send your hate tweets to at Attitude Ag. Send all the love to at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That's going to do it for the first ever 5 by 5 Chair Shot Radio podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy your holiday season, and we will catch you next time on the Chair Shot Radio Network on Chair Shot Radio, a part of the com, where we encourage you to always use your head.